The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Paul J. Cox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. 40 Strategy was created to help companies from startup to 40 million in revenue envision a new future where they're capable of hitting, but more importantly, helping them to actually design a plan and keep them accountable to help get it done. The Captain Strategy Method helps companies triple their likelihood of success compared to industry average. So go to 40 strategy.com to learn more. I'd like to have a little shout out to Stacy Broadwell with Tech Recruit On Demand. She was recently having a discussion of one of the, with one of the largest tech companies in the world, and they asked her, how do you measure success? Which, of course, reminded her of the podcast. And so thank you, Stacy, for sharing that story. That was awesome. And I, I think it's all, for all of us if, who have been listening to this podcast, this is what we want to try to do is we want to learn is how we measure success, not only in business, but in our personal life. You know, this is what we've been striving for and knowing what to retrieve on a regular basis. So welcome to episode 74. And today our topic is when should a CEO or leader make the decision on process improvement? And the spoiler alert in this is the answer is neither never, nor is it always. It's my favorite answer. It depends. You actually have to think about your circumstances and the return on investment when actually making these decisions. But here are some basic symptoms where you should strongly consider making a change now. You know, you're unable to close your accounting books within 10 business days after that period end. You're unable to hire an employee to get the tasks that you need to get done. The assigned task and job has been sitting at your employee's desk for six weeks and no progress has been getting made or done. You're still using spreadsheets for everything. You think that people simply need to work harder and that will solve the problem. You're not making any profits or worse, no salary, because you're continuously, quote unquote, reinvesting in the business, or you're stuck, profits are trending flat to declining year over year. If you're a business owner or CEO and are experiencing some of these symptoms, hey, just DM me right now on LinkedIn. There's no reason you should be experiencing this for greater than three consecutive months. Obviously, there's been extraneous circumstances, but there are ways to get out of this. And, and the best companies in the world have been doing this. They do it through good times. They do it at bad times. And we do it with people on a regular basis as well. And if you don't, talk to somebody else. You know, there's no reason to believe that you're trapped in your current circumstances. I think it's one of the hardest things as CEOs is we're afraid to ask for help. We think we have it all figured out and we don't even at times want to reveal often to our other, other executive leaders, other management team members, 
never mind your employees about some of the struggles and challenges that you're having on a regular basis. But no, get some help now, seriously. You know, the rule of thumb is this when it comes to making these decisions, big and small, on whether you should get a return on your investment. And this is more focused on smaller businesses, small to medium-sized businesses when I make this decision. But if you can get a 3x return on your investment within 12 months, it's a no-brainer decision. You should be doing these things right now. And you should be taking action on these today or worst case, starting tomorrow. It's time to start making this action and moving forward to get it. Because think about this, a 3X return is you spend $10 to get $30, or you're spending $10,000 to earn $30,000, $100,000 to get $300,000. You, you, get, you get the gist here, okay? These are significant improvements which you can make in a company and we're and you know to calculate that return is pretty simple. Put ten dollars in, you get thirty dollars back, three x. The total dollars in return for the amount you invested, you know that's going to help you understand what's happening with this. But what the cost of you not doing something is typically missed. The problem is, regardless of what you're doing, you're paying for your payroll, you're paying for your benefit, you're paying for your rent, you're paying for utilities. And that's what you're spending every day, regardless of your output. So let's say you have $90,000, try to keep the number simple, $90,000 in operating costs every month. If we have 30 days in the month, that means every single day costs you $3,000 and you never get it back. It's gone. So when I hear somebody say, hey, I'm going to wait 10 days to make a decision, I'm hearing that delayed decision just cost you three, sorry, 10 days times 3,000. That decision cost you $30,000 in salary and overhead. That will give you the same inefficient operations that you've had 10 days earlier. Hopefully by the time you're getting ready to talk to somebody, you've figured this out already. But if you haven't figured this out, the cost of not doing anything is very expensive. And, and so time is of the essence to have the right amount of urgency to actually make this change when you can, once again, get a 3X return or you're having those symptoms that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. But let's flip the script for a second from traditional thinking because clients think about how can we deliver products and how can we deliver services to their customers? So let's just say, for example, it takes someone 100 hours, 100 business hours in total time or cycle time from a purchase order when somebody says, I want to buy something, they give you something in paper that says, I want to get it, to the customer actually delivering it. So often the company and customers in this case may accept that, hey, 100 hours is accepted standard in the industry. And so people don't complain as much. They just accept, hey, we're just going to take 100 hours, get it done. And so be it. However, when you look at what the customer is actually willing to pay for, the actual product or service that you're delivering to them. It may actually only take you 10 hours of real process time to create and deliver that product or service that you're giving to them. So if you're following me here, 10 hours of actual work gets delivered to the customer in 100 hours. So the question is, what's going on with this other 90 hours? So I'm gonna use the whiteboard a bit today. For those who are following on YouTube, I encourage you to follow this afterwards to see some of the math going on here. But you know, we're just talking about this basics here of 
Okay, you put in 100 hours. And we're going to call this cycle time. Or CT. But it only takes you 10 hours of process time. PT. Okay. So the 90 hours in between is simply waste or non value added time. So that is what typically happens often in businesses is that we have a very little amount of hours that's actually considered the value. But there's all this waste in between. How do these things take place? I had this with one of my businesses beforehand where. It took us 40 hours to process a purchase order for when the mail came in the door to actually sending it off to manufacturing to ship it. 40 hours. Of course, the process time only took us like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. And actually, I think we thought it could get us down to an hour. And, and we longer story there, which I won't go into today, but basically that is what happens typically on a regular basis that there's all this waste in between. And, and, and so we have to try to eliminate that. That's where we could create so much value. So let's think about mapping out this process for a minute. We have our start, we have an order, and there's these points of time where we actually add real value and then we deliver. So for those who cannot see on the whiteboard right now that I'm doing right now, basically I'm showing there's these process times and we're just gonna make this kind of simple and say they're all two hours piece. We'll add another one, so we have five. So we have two, 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 and two. And in between here is we have all these waste periods, basically of a hundred, sorry, the 90 hours in between. So we have zero to a hundred hours throughout here. So often we'll see at some point there, there's a bunch of orders that are held back at a certain point, they're held back because something, there's some bottleneck in the process. There's something that's holding it for reasons that we can't move forward. Somebody's not approving, not getting to it. Perhaps you have a really important person in the process. I love it. One of my clients calls this the surgeon. If you think about this, a surgeon makes money when they're operating on the table, when they're operating with their clients. But when they're not providing surgery, they're not making money. They're not adding value. That's what a surgeon is there to do is to help do what they do to cut and to replace and to sew up, right? Of trying to fix things at the end of the day. That's, that's what we're paying the surgeon to do. While we're not paying for all the stuff that's in between. So if we map out, a, and, and so that's where things back up is all of a sudden a doctor is out speaking or perhaps they're doing bills or they're collecting money. These are all non-value-added services. And of course, in most cases, we see other people actually doing this type of work. So what we want to do is we work with clients to eliminate this waste in between. In many cases, we've seen, and I personally experienced, reducing waste of 50, 70%. In one case, over 90%, multiple cases over 90%, actually getting from 40 to one hour as, as one of these examples. But let's just say for simplicity, we're able to reduce the cycle time from 100 hours to 50 hours. Okay, this means theoretically, we can ship double the amount of services with the same team. 
So let's say we previously in our business used to sell services and I've got this all on the whiteboard now. We have a thousand dollars, thousand services that we've done, a thousand services at a hundred dollars a pop. And therefore we get a hundred thousand dollars on revenue each month. So if we look at this table here, a hundred thousand dollars in revenue, $90,000, we're gonna assume in fixed cost. That means we make $10,000 in profit, right? Pretty simple. But let's just say once again, under that presumption that we've redu reduced the waste from 100 hours, 90 hours of waste to 50 hours, we're actually able to deliver the cycle time of 50 hours. We're gonna assume we have all fixed costs, okay? In this case, meaning there's no variable cost. So that would mean that we could do $200,000 in revenue off of $90,000 in fixed costs, this would be $110,000 in profit or 11X return. Okay, maybe that seems too far-fetched. Let's just, let's, let's just take another case and we've improved, we, we've had a 25% improvement in speed, 25% improvement. So now we could do 1,500, so $150,000. 90,000 in costs, that's $60,000 in net profit compared to previously you're making 10,000, that's a 6X return just on a monthly basis. But let's just pull it down a little bit more. And let's just assume we don't even make that much money. We don't even make that much improvement. We just improve it by 10%. We eliminate the waste by 10% in our efficiency. With the same amount of people, we could get 10% more output because we're focused on eliminating the waste in our process. Well, with that, we can make $110,000 because we do 1,100 services and $90,000 in cost. That gives us $20,000 of profit. Well, that's 2X for the month. But if we multiply that times 12 months, that's 120K more that we get to make each period of time. Let's just say it costs us $10,000 to make that expense to do that. That's a 12X return. So that's the type of work that we do on a regular basis with much bigger numbers at times, many times, where we can get seven figures plus return by a 10, 20, 30% improvement in the volume. Because when you can maintain your fixed cost because you're being more effective by eliminating the waste and what you're doing on a regular basis, you get these enormous bottom line returns. So, you know, real life is always a bit more complex. We have different inputs, we have different outputs. But the key is how you're looking at the end of the day, a really simple methodology, you know, if we can be more effective, we get more revenue at the same expense, higher profits. And if you're looking to help at outside help to how, let's say you don't feel like you have the internal resources to do this, you know, you, you need to evaluate that our return on investment that you might use from an outside consultant or contractor, et cetera. But focus on it being ideally 3X or better whenever you can. And then you should make that decision to improve versus staying status quo. You ask our clients, it works on a regular basis. This is how we help them become more effective, more profitable. It's amazing, this, this product. It's something I, I learned working with lean thinking and being more effective with that process. I always like the team at OMAP, Oregon Manufacturing Extension Partnership. It's what we have done over these years. They helped do it with when clients I was myself as being one of their clients. And I helped be able to pass that knowledge through companies, other companies I've worked with, and then with clients I work with today. It is a tremendous amount of fun. You know, you wonder why Amazon has been kicking everybody's butts 
for over the past 20 plus years, it's because one of the key things that they do is they help eliminate the waste on a regular time. And how can they simplify to what the customer wants? They even think about the amount of clicks that somebody's making in the purchase to make it as simple as possible, eliminating waste and getting it to you. This is why when they can deliver things same day or the very next day, you're ordering from Amazon as opposed to somebody else who took you multiple days to actually be able to deliver it to you. So if you want to learn more about this type of information, you can feel free and, and reach out to our marketing team, marketing at 40strategy.com, or you can just email me directly at carljcox at 40strategy.com. And I hope you've enjoyed this segment. I encourage you to listen to the YouTube part to learn a little bit more about the power of eliminating waste and the impact it has. And don't forget that, once again, when you're not making these decisions, you have made a decision to continue to lose money because your fixed costs are happening every day, regardless you make improvements at any time. So our book recommendation of the week is No Excuses by Brian Tracy. Enough said. The title will tell you enough. So, all right. Thank you so much for listening to the Measure Success podcast. We're wishing you the very best at measuring success, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.